The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. All right, guys and girls, ladies, gentlemen, um, I'm actually super happy that I get to chat tonight because the last time I planned to chat, I left my notes at work, which, by the way, I almost did tonight again. Cool, eh? (laughs) But I would have been ready for this one. So I think let's just open up in prayer first and... um, yeah, I'll let the Holy Spirit help because, whoo, I'm certainly not Trevor. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we could all come together tonight to talk about something that you've opened up to me that I pray will be a blessing to everyone tonight. So I just pray for eyes to see tonight, ears to hear and a heart to receive this message and the boldness and the confidence to go out and walk out what we talk about tonight. Yes, Lord. And Lord, I just thank you um, for the Holy Spirit, who yes, is our Lord. teacher. Um, he teaches us and guides us. He helps us walk out everything you show us. Mm. Um, and we just thank you that you are with us tonight, Holy Spirit. And I just um, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Okie dokie, so I'm just going to start with showing you this. (laughs) All right. Okay. Perfect. So, what word do you see? Worship God. Okay. Um, Guys online, I've just held up a piece of paper that has the word worship on it, and that is our topic tonight. Worship. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I came across a very interesting, there's, there's this guy that I listen to that ministers and I always know that when there's something that I bump into, that's what the Lord is steering me down the path. So I took a listen to this teaching and I went, literally my jaw just, it stayed in place though. Didn't yeah. drop because <laughs> no jaw drops around <laughs> Anyway, worship. Yo, my eyes were opened. Exciting message. So I've got a question for all of you, and I'm going to ask, yes, I am going to ask all <laughs> Worship. What is worship to you? You're not allowed to answer because mm-hmm. you've been part of it. Andrew, what is worship to you? I knew you were going to do alphabetical. <laughs> oh, wow, that's quite funny that you are alphabetical. Um. I believe that there's different ways to explain worship, and um, some people define it as uh, like fellowshipping or giving mm-hmm. thanks, yes. uh, maybe. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. Cool. It's the answer I expected, Marius. Yeah, basically, it's like I said, it's actually uh, it's like being thankful as well. It's like mm. something to be grateful for. So. Okay. Uplifting God, uplifting God out of your, not thinking of yourself, but thinking of God. Okay, okay. Susan? Some people classify worship just on a Sunday, but it should be every day. Okay, okay. Yeah. Francois? Okay, yeah, all of the above, and then, yeah, a bit of singing and prayer and things, and then a scripture that comes to mind is what, um, give everything unto God. What's that scripture? In all your ways acknowledge God. And, and he'll do yeah, Okay, yeah, so in all your ways acknowledge God. And that's uh, that good worship. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Frank? Um, worship is basically praising and honoring and evaluating the Lord's name. And instead of focusing on yourself, but focusing on the things that God has for you. Okay. Chantal? To worship. I think when you worship, entering the realm to get to God. Okay, cool. um, Mommy? I would say grateful and oh dear, what was (laughs) it? Okay. 
So, I just want to read to you what the Merriam-Webster describes as what worship is. And then you're going to be very surprised that worship is not what we all think it is. So, the Merriam-Webster says to worship is to honor or to show respect for a divine being or a supernatural God, which is our dad. Uh, It's to regard with great or extravagant respect, honor, and devotion. It's to reverence. And I found this so interesting. One of the descriptions of worship is love. So I want you to turn for me to the book of John. And chapter 14, we're going to read a bit of scripture tonight. Um, I think it's important just to sort of help you see where I'm going with this. So John chapter 14, verses 21 to 23, we're going to read. I just want to mention to you while you're looking for the scripture, some of you had some points that were right. Yeah. You weren't completely wrong. But I will tell you this. Worship has nothing to do with singing. Nothing. And there's examples in the Bible of worship. Actual, true worship. And yes, you can sing. Yeah. But you will learn. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just leave it at that for now. Yeah. Um, in traditional circles, worship is considered slow music, mm. and yes. praise is considered foster John, music. John, John, I don't know if you've ever heard that. Oh, yeah. I've heard that a lot, and it's not so interesting, eh? Yes. Never to John. John 14. Do you guys know what to do if you're in your place? Okay. Oopsie. Um, And I think I'm going to read it from... Okay. Um, I'm going to read it from the New King James because I've got it open there. 14 verse 21 to 23. Got it. Mm. Okay. So it says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, But you know him, and he dwells with you, and he will be with you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. But the part that I want you to see, and now? What what book are you reading from? The New King James. Chapter 14, yeah. John 14, 21, you said. Yes. Oh, that's not the... That's not the... Hey, but it said the same thing in the first... Sorry, guys and girls. No, 21, where I took you. I had you in the right place, but I read the wrong verse. I just wanted to see if you're all awake. That's all. Okay, it's going to say the same thing, though. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So, you will see as we go along that worship is all about obedience. It's how you live your life. Okay, so worship in the circle of believers or the children of God You'll see worship is something that we do that demonstrates um, how valuable God is to us. Mm-hmm. So if he, and 
if you remember a while back, I did a, a message on the fear of the Lord. If you love and respect the Lord, you will keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. And that is proof of your love for him, mm-hmm. which is worshiping him. Because it shows in the Merriam-Webster that love is a form of worship. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Real worship comes from the heart. If your heart is right, your heart is uh, based on the word, your heart is following God, if your heart is, is true, your heart, the worship will be right. So I want you to go to another scripture quickly, just to prove to you, because it says like real worship comes from the heart and then anything else is vain, anything else. So let's go to First Corinthians. Thank you, Lord, for your help. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1. I just want to show you that from what I've said, that if it's not coming from your heart, that it's in vain. So we already know that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it's going to come from your heart. If it doesn't come from your heart, it's in vain. Let me know when you're all 1 Corinthians 13. Mm -hmm. Okay. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith... So that I can remove mountains, but have not faith. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, but have not love, it profits me nothing. If you're doing anything that isn't rooted in love, it's for nothing. So, um, let me just see how quickly... I just want to make sure I don't go ahead of the schedule. <laughs> worship. Worship comes worship comes from the word worth. So, how how worth what's the worth of God to you is going to determine how you carry yourself. Mm. How you carry yourself as a believer. It reminds me of that song Is he worthy? Yes. Remember that one. Is he worthy? No, oh, that's it. I was going to sing along to that. <laughs> then it says, um, "You have to worship God in spirit and, in truth. and not in your flesh." Mm, yeah. So from the heart, because that's your spirit. From mm. your heart, that's where the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. So the love's going to come from there. And that love compels you to love. Like, if that makes sense, you know. Um, In other words, it has to be authentic. When you've got love rooted in your, if if you've got love embedded in your spirit, you've got, you've been feeding on the teachings, you know who you are, you know who your dad is, uh, you love and respect him. That love coming out of you, the what you're doing for him, the way you live for him is going to be authentic. It's not going to be fake. So I want you to go to the book of John, chapter 4. And we're going to go to verse 20, 20, 23, 24, and 25. Amen. John 4. 23 to 25. Okay. This is just to show you the scriptures that's going Amen. along with what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. Got it? Mm. Yes. Um, okay. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit from the heart mm-hmm. and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So, I want us to get away from the old way of thinking where 
we come together for worship evenings and it's about singing songs to God because there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But if you are coming there but your heart isn't right, that worship that they call, that singing is in vain. And it literally sounds like a noisy gong to him because he doesn't want to hear your pretty songs if your heart is so far from him yes. but you exactly if you want to be there because it's routine hey we all have a worship evening on a friday night at church are you going you know why are you going are you going because you genuinely want to praise the lord your heart is for him or are you going because well, it's just routine. Social. Is so it authentic? They worship him with their mouths and not their hearts. Yes. Mm. So that is actually Very further down. Yes. Oh. I'm trying not to say that scripture. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, um, it has to be authentic. It really does. Um, because I think sometimes we forget that God is not stupid. He's yes. He can't be mocked. Mm. He knows our hearts, like Marius always says. He knows our hearts. <laughs> he knows our motives. Yeah. So if you go out thinking you're going to fool people, oh, great and well, but you mm. can't fool him. Yeah. Like, he knows the intentions. Mm. Um, so you can't live a life where you go to church and you're one way mm. in front of everyone mm. And then you go out from church and you live a completely different way outside. Yeah. You are ruled by your flesh. Like yes. the way you behave, the way you live your life is supposed to, um, it's supposed, I don't want to say elevate God, but it's supposed to highlight God in your life. Mm. Um, you're supposed to walk in a way that gives him glory. Mm. You're supposed to live a way, a, a way of life that, People come to you and say, what have you got that I don't have? Mm, yes. why, why are you always so happy? Why are things always going right for you? What What are you doing that's so different? You know, things like that. If you are living a life where you're not impacting anyone, you're not giving glory to God in anything you do, mm. then your heart is far from Him. Yes. Because someone who is in love with God, someone who has an authentic heart for Him, is going to be one that cannot shut up about him. Yes. Mm. And you'll find that with so many people when they get saved, they are on fire, mm. but they don't know how to keep it there because they don't realize they drift away from him. Mm. You know, the, they let the world seep in. But if you walk closely with God, like Enoch did, mm. Enoch in the Bible walked with God and God found him to be righteous. Mm. Noah walked with God. And what happened in the end with Noah? God saved him. He got mm. put on a boat, his family, and the rest of everyone died. Now, I'm not laughing because it's funny, mm. but you walk with the Lord and you will always be on the right path, safe and protected. Um, yeah. You have to walk in a way that is pleasing to God. Like everything you do needs to, like, how do I say, like the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you dress, the way you interact with people, everything has to give glory to God. Um, and it's only going to come if he's valuable to you. Like an example, a married couple, if a woman does not respect her husband, she's going to wear the most revealing, flaunting clothes mm. because her intention is not about being respectful to her husband. It's about whose attention can I draw. Mm. Yeah. And like that's like the best example I can use. Mm. Unfortunately, I'm not trying to bomb, like, bomb woman now, but yeah. it, it is a thing. If you love God so much and you respect him and honor him so much, everything you do is going to be an outward reflection of that. Mm. Um Especially when it comes to women, like the way they dress and the way they behave and how they conduct themselves. Your body is a temple of God. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, yeah, so how we live in and out of church has to be the same. You can't be one person in church and another person outside of church. Um, then, yeah, you worship God in how you live your life, how you treat people. 
uh, because in the beginning when it says there that um, love is part of worship and we are called to walk in love with people, mm-hmm. you've got to make a decision every day to worship God in everything you do. So someone makes you angry, you can't get upset with them because mm-hmm. that isn't worship to God. Mm-hmm. That is worship to your flesh. Your flesh mm-hmm. is more important. Getting the revenge that you want is more important. Mm-hmm. Um, I was even sitting and thinking about this last night. You know, like you mentioned, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And this is what the Lord said to me. It's why he showed us the keto because the keto is a way for us to get healthier because the body is the temple of mm. the Holy Spirit. And you've got to think about what you put in your body yeah. because it's not your body anymore. It was bought with at a price. Yeah. The blood of Jesus paid for your body. So yeah. it's not your body anymore. You've got to respect God and honor God mm. by respecting your body and honoring your body by what you put in it, how you look after it. And it's not just in your body, it's in everything. Like, you know, like with marriage as well, Mm -hmm. how I treat him is a reflection of how I respect God Mm -hmm. because I know that he came from God. But if I don't respect him, I don't respect God because he came from him. And you can use that with everything, with with a person's job. How you raise kids. How you Mm -hmm. raise your kids. Everything has got to be a reflection of the love and respect and honor and fear of the Lord in your life. Because if you don't fear him, you're never going to think twice about what you do. Because you don't care. You don't think there's a consequence to it. Not that he has the consequence. Because it's an open door for the devil to come in and ransack everything. Um, I just want you to go to Isaiah 29 verse 13. Do you guys see what I'm saying about worship so far? Yes, definitely. Uh, I do have an example from the word that I will read for you shortly um, in the Old Testament. Twenty nine thirteen. Yes. Hosea twenty nine. Isaiah. Isaiah twenty nine. <laughs> because um, some people are just try and worship him in front of others. Yes. But behind yeah. closed doors. Exactly. Yeah, it's don't. a show. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. all a show. Yeah. And the problem with that is. That people really think that that impresses God. Mm. And it doesn't at all. He's not blind. No, exactly. And I mean, he sees right through all of that. Amen. Uh, 29 verse 13. Amen. Which, of course, Andrew jumped the gun just now. (laughs) Therefore, the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths and honor me... Wait. Wait, let me rather read this from a different translation quickly. Hold your parki there quickly. Okay. And so the Lord says, These people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. Yeah. Do you know what rote means? Without any regard for its meaning. It means routine. It okay. means following, you do it out of routine. Okay. It's, there's nothing authentic about it. Almost like habit. Yes, yeah. exactly. <clears throat> and I mean, yeah, the Lord is actually saying, you can stand there and you can sing your beautiful songs as much as you like. But if your heart is far from me. It's in vain. It's in vain. Yeah. And, um, and it stinks. Yes, in the nostrils of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is the problem. People are honoring, like they're very quick to, oh, God is good. Amen. God is good. Amen. That's all you hear. But their lives are not a reflection of what they are speaking out in their words. Praise God. We all got our hands raised and everything. Woo. Praise God. But there is no actual living for him. There's no actual seeing God in them, you know, like there's nothing in them that's their life. There's no fruit Mm -hmm. for you to say, like, glory to God, like that that person, God's with them. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't see much of that. Mm -hmm. I remember I watched a a teaching years ago, and this one um, pastor said that, I might get the testimony a little bit wrong, but forgive me. 
this woman, the Lord told her to go to this mall and to look for the light. And she went to the mall and there was a pastor. I think she was looking for prayer or something. And the Lord had told her to go to this mall and she would find this person surrounded by light. Yeah, she must just look for the light. Yeah, look for the light. And she went to the mall and there's this specific pastor and he was... He was like covered in light. She could see the light on him. And she knew what the Lord had said. And I always said, Lord, I want that. I want to be the person that gets, someone comes up and said, the light, I see it on you. I see it on you. Can you imagine how close you must be walking with the Lord? And so filled up with him and literally walking in that, what we were talking about, that holiness Mm. That people see him on you with the physical eye, like they see light, the actual light. I want that. Something happened to me like that at, I went uh, to some uh, shopping center and I was doing my grocery shopping and whatever aisle I was walking in, people were just watching me. Now I'm hoping, I'm hoping it was the light on me. I checked on my camera to see if there's anything on my face. There's nothing on my face. <laughs> maybe, maybe I also look suspicious. I don't know, but I'm hoping. They, I can they promise you, you light. don't look suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another thing that we've got here is worship is the daily expression of our allegiance, our loyalty and commitment to God in our daily lives. Worship can't be scheduled. Mm-hmm. You can't like schedule. That. Can you say that again? Worship is a daily expression of our allegiance, our loyalty, and our commitment to God in our daily lives. So in everything you do, yeah. everything is a worship of Him. And I just want to I just want to say this as well. We're not telling you to be loyal to God. Go and be loyal to God. Go and be loyal to God. You know. We're talking about people who just naturally do it because they love him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I really like how you started this off. I mean, she was she she was preparing this in advance already. She doesn't think so, but she really has. She's been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And then last night, just going through um, this topic again, and then this morning, woke up early and went through it again and again and again. I did not know that she was going to start off with love. And Mm. that was brilliant. I really, I really like that. Wasn't my intention. But that's really good. So that love, that devotion, that sincerity, that what she's talking about, that authenticity. Mm. It's Mm. not something that I have to try and talk you into. Yes. You just do it. Yeah. Because you really love him. You just... What's that again? It's a daily? A daily expression of our allegiance, loyalty, and commitment to God in our everyday lives. It's not something you're trying. It's just something that you do. It's a a lifestyle. It is. It is. Um, And then, like I said, like worship can't be scheduled. Hey, let's meet at 6 o'clock tonight and we're going to sing some songs to Jesus. No. What were you doing before that six o'clock? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Were you committed to him when you got out of bed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you loyal to him when you got out of bed this morning? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is but- he still on your mind when you get up? Is he on your mind when you go to sleep? Yeah. So just without dissing myself here, but just to be honest, um, <clears throat> one of the things that dawned on me is like this morning, we were supposed to have load shedding at six o'clock. The worst time. So, um, oh no, it wasn't this morning. It was yesterday morning. And so I would then have to get up at half past five, boil the kettle, put the water in the flask. And then I was making fresh tuna salad for work. So (coughs) I still had to make the tuna. And I had to get up at half past five to do that. So when the power goes off, because I'm not going to be connecting gas stoves and stuff at that time. So anyway, (laughs) needless to say, the power didn't go off. Just saying. (laughs) But it dawned on me. I had scheduled to get up to do the things of the flesh. Yes. But I struggled to get up at half past five to get into word. Sure. Because it's cold. Mm, Summertime. The sun is out. I'm up. I'm in word and everything. Wintertime. I'm struggling. (laughs) 
and it and lovey and i realized this is what we're talking about yeah. is yeah. god important enough to you to say i'm going to get up because i love you mm-hmm. i'm going to get up because i want to spend time with you because it's important to me like you've got to ask yourself how am i expressing my loyalty my allegiance and my commitment <clears throat> in my everyday life to God. Yeah. How are we doing that? Because this is not like to point out faults at all. This is for us to look at our lives and ask where am I missing it? Like we were talking the one day about don't look at the supply. Look yes, at the one yes. who supplies yeah. you. That's brilliant. Mm. Um because the Lord has always said to me, Matthew 6:33 seek him first him first and everything else will come you don't need to seek the money you don't need to seek the healing you don't need to seek anything if he is your first priority and he's in front of you and he's all you see everything else will be taken care of because while you are taking care of his need to make him the most important and following everything he says obeying his commandment to love walk in love to go where he tells you to go. I'm actually jumping my own message on now, but anyway. <laughs> he takes care of everything else while you're busy with that. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Before you go any further, are you... Oh, I said is in your notes. I was going to ask the Romans. Yeah. Okay. I just want you... I want to give you an example of this kind of lifestyle worship. So I want you to please go to Genesis 22... We're going to go to verse 1. This is, first of all, this is the first time that worship is brought up in the Bible. It's the first time that worship's mentioned that it's brought up. Um, Oh, Genesis. Megan. Uh, 22 verses 1 to 8 I'm going to read Amen Let me just see see which one I'm going to read it from quickly Okay I'm reading this because I just want you to see The life that Abraham lived Mm -hmm. And it's my example of worship Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Maria, Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then the third day Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off and Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father? And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son? God will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. I just want to show you right through these passages. You'll see that it mentions he went where God told him to go. Mm -hmm. Like everything's about where the Lord instructed him. And the Lord told him to take the only son that he had given him. And sacrifice him. And the words that he uses is. Stay here with the donkey and the lad. And I will go yonder and worship. He didn't go onto the mountain. He didn't go and well onto the hill. He didn't go sing songs. Mm. 
He went there to obey God. Oh, that's good. He went there to lay his son on an altar and possibly kill his son. Yeah. But he knew that even if he did, he knew God would raise him up. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said, yes, the faith, eh? And we will come back. Yeah, I saw that. We yeah. will come back. Yeah. yeah, he knew he was coming back. He was either going to kill his mm. son and he'd be raised up mm. or whatever. Because mm. in the book of Hebrews, it said that Abraham believed that God would raise his son from the ashes. Yes. Mm. How hectic is that, eh? <laughs> That's deep. But I love to emphasize this. And it's where it says... Um, and your son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land. Oh, wait, where's that part now? Oh, to the mountains of which I shall tell you. You don't go to the mountains you want to go. You don't go to the place you want to go. You go where he tells you to go. Because wasn't that what Jesus did? He never said anything unless he heard his father say it. He never went anywhere unless God instructed him to go. So he was always obedient and his life was a reflection of his of how valuable God was to him yeah. we're talking about Jesus now sorry so interesting enough when I was busy with this because I love the story about Abraham and Isaac and how he pointed out well how it's pointed out that worship is about a life of obedience my question as well to you is, if altars were used to worship, because that's what he did. He went to go and lay his son on the altar. Yeah. What have you put on the altar sure. for God? Or what yeah. is there that you should be putting on the altar for God? And I'll tell you, I've got a few examples and this is, this is just examples of things that people struggle with. I'm not talking about us. I'm just saying people. Six. Money. These are things that need to go on the altar. Mm -hmm. Our jobs. Because we make everything more important. A guy. A girl. Our spouses. A house. Like with us. We're believing for a house. Cell phones. Technology. Social media. We've made it more important. TV. Addictions, drugs, alcohol, whatever, gambling, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Those are things that need to get put on the altar. Mm. Those are things we need to sacrifice because God is the most important thing. Yes. Most important. I don't want to call him a thing. Forgive me, Lord. <clears throat> we have to live by the same example that Jesus did. His whole life was worshipping God yes. in everything he did. How many times is it saying the word that he went off to go and be quiet and pray with the mm. Father? Mm. How many times, eh? I mean, while his disciples are falling asleep, he's praying and there's, he's um, sweating blood. He's going to the cross for us. And yet he didn't have to do that. Mm. And I'm also, I just want to interject here what you said. What should we put on the altar? Mm. I know this was under the old covenant, but it bears relevance yes. today. The Lord said, you shall have no, no other, other gods, gods before me. me. Don't worship any other idols. Yeah. Yeah. And so what idol, what she's saying is, what idol do you need to lay on the altar so that he becomes your one true God yeah. and you yes. worship him? I think we, we read one verse of scripture where the word worship was in the verse and bowing before God. Oh, so, I think that was that the Romans one. No. Okay. It was somewhere in Psalms. Oh, oh it, yes, yes. Bowing before God is associated with worship. Yeah. A reverence, a deep respect for him. There's times where I've had with the Lord, just a private time with the Lord, I've gone down on my knees out of worship, out of respect towards Him. I've gone down on my knees, flat on the ground as well. Yes. I know it's almost as if I'm standing in front of His throne mm -hmm. and He's looking at me and He deserves that kind of respect. You know, mm -hmm. you go down and, and there's times where I've worshipped Him in song. Yes, it's not a song. 
But out of a place of worship, I would just sing to him. And I know he, he enjoyed that. Mm. He thoroughly enjoyed that. So um, so just just another scripture I want you to go to. I know we are, like it's almost time, but Trevor did steal some of my time. So. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's go to Ephesians 5. Verses 1 and 2. This is just to correlate what I said about Jesus imitating Jesus. Just so that you can see that I do have scripture to back this up. Amen. Amen. Witness. So something that I personally laid on the altar, and, and you know this about me, I had a, a strong desire and Ooh, passion sorry, to go to Galatians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. it wasn't something that uh, I thought to myself, five? you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll try Verses my hand at one it. And two. Yeah, like I really wanted to do it. Yeah. Like that's Standard what I saw five. myself doing with the rest mm-hmm. of my life. And the Lord told me, Ephesians, no, yeah. like he's got other plans for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it was hard. It oh, was an honor. Yeah, it Old was. Like, has its uh, everything in different. me wanted to do this. And the Lord said, no. And I came to the point where I'm like, Lord, you know, uh, your will be done. Yeah. Yeah. And I laid it on the altar. So, that's really cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you'll remember. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a testimony. <laughs> Look, it's not always easy to do. Yeah. But we always have to remember that the Lord knows better than we do. Yes. He, yeah. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts and His, and his ways are higher than our mm. ways. Yeah. And He goes ahead of us. So He knows already what's going to happen. and yeah. what Because yeah. we see before us, yeah. He sees miles apart. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah, He does. And then what looks like it's going to work to us is... I mean, he, because he can see further, he's like, oh, no, that's a train wreck waiting to happen, (laughs) you know. Um, And that's why, like, Trevor and I also always press in on choosing the right partner because in the beginning, Mm. you, you... Someone meets like ticks all the boxes, mm. but there are boxes that aren't revealed yet. Yes. <laughs> and they're yes. the most important ones that need to be ticked. Exactly, because <laughs> can I tell you what we learned? In yeah. the first six months, everyone's going to be on their best behavior. Yeah. Everyone until that six month mark and it's proven it really works like that yeah. six months yeah. it's like they start wearing their baggy pants and they mm. <laughs> you know then they don't care anymore yeah so god knows that he knows whose heart is right for you mm. you know so that's why you've got to like always you've got to be patient when it comes to the things of the lord because you're rushing to something you know the movie fools rush in mm. we are not fools Okay, so Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2, it says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love. Filled means it's full. There's no place for anything else. Following the example of Christ. Mm. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us a pleasing aroma to God. So think about this quickly. Just just reading this now. That thing that you need to put on the altar. When you do do that. It's a sweet pleasing aroma to God. Because you're giving that up for him. Mm. Anyway that wasn't part of my message. But anyway. Um, Romans 12. Okay I want to read Romans 12 specifically. Okay. And... So Romans chapter 12 and it's verse 1. It's just verse 1, yeah. And I found this to be so true. When we were studying this out together and we were just going through this, I started seeing into this. And man, you want a biblical definition of worship. You can get a portion of it. In a dictionary. Uh, you want to get it out of the Bible. Verse 1. Romans 12 verse 1. Now watch this. I'm reading from two different translations. And I'm choosing these uh, translations specifically because they're so good. 
Um, the one translation is the J.B. Phillips. It's only a New Testament. It's a brilliant, brilliant translation. If you can get it, get it. Now, I first looked this up in Young's. Young's literal translation. I like to go there because sometimes the King James doesn't carry all the words, you know. And then you can find these things out from the Young's translation. Mm -hmm. The Young's translation uses the word intelligent from the original Greek. Mm. Isn't that interesting? But it doesn't carry all the words. Now, J.B. Phillips and the Amplified Classic Bible catch on the word intelligent, but the word worship is in there as well. Mm. Mm. And you won't find that in the King James. You get it in the Amplified. You, yeah, Amplified Classic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it usually expounds on the Greek and the J.B. Phillips. Now listen to this. With eyes wide open to the mercies of God. Oh, beautiful song that. <laughs> With eyes wide open to the mercies of God. I beg you, my brothers, as an act of intelligent worship. To give him your bodies as a living sacrifice. Consecrated to him. And acceptable by him. There is your biblical definition of worship. To consecrate yourself to him. That's what it means. Let's look at the Amplified Classic. <clears throat> I appeal to you therefore brethren. And beg of you. In view of all the mercies of God. To make a decisive dedication of your bodies. Presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated. There it is again. It's in the Greek. And well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Look at that. Eh? A proper Biblical definition of what worship is. To consecrate yourself to Him. To be dedicated to Him. What she said earlier. To be loyal to Him. Mm. Pledge your allegiance to you Him. Pledge your allegiance to Him. Yeah. I think, man, when I looked at this, because before I came across this, I caught this up in the Spirit and I said to her, consecrate. She, she still joked and she said, I won't use the word consecrate. I said, no, I'll, I'll use that word consecrate. <laughs> yeah, you'll use it. I don't have anything wrong like, yeah. against it. But then I found it in the Greek. I found it in the Greek. Consecrate. Dedicate. Commit. And the word worship was in there in the Greek. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, one who lives to please God is a true worshiper. Are you living life to please God? Or to please yourself. Mm. Your life will reflect that. Yes. And people will see it. Yes, amen. And is it not important that people see that? Mm. Because we are... <laughs> so funny. <laughs> we are supposed to be witnesses. Yes. And everything you do is witnessing to people. That car cuts in front of you. And you pull your birdie. Or whatever. What are you witnessing? Are you witnessing the love of God? What else? Um, someone makes you angry at work. Are you going to tell them off? Use a couple of foul words. Who? What are you witnessing? Are you witnessing Jesus? Are you witnessing the love of God? Are you witnessing that deep and loyal, devoted respect that awe of God, is that what you're showing? Because that is what's going to make people turn around and go, what do you have? I want it. So I think we have one more scripture and then we can end off. And that is in Hebrews in the New Testament, um, chapter 13, <laughs> 15 and 16. <clears throat> Hebrews? Yeah, Hebrews 13. I just want to quickly find which translation. 
verses 15 and 16. Got it. And just see, um, I just want to, I didn't write the translation, I just want to make sure I've got the right one for you, yeah? Uh, Amen. Um, okay, so it says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifice God is well pleased. Sure. So I think in essence my message to you tonight is... Walk in love. <laughs> <laughs> Worship is not a song. Worship is a lifestyle. Yes. It is a life of obedience mm. to God. Mm. It is a way of life. It is what you do from the moment you wake up in the morning to the moment you go to bed. Is your life reflecting the God we serve? If it's not, make a decision to start getting rid of the things that are standing in your way. Put them on the altar. Yeah. And burn those suckers up. That's it. <laughs> and Jesus will help. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't ever be afraid to ask the no. Holy Spirit to help you in anything. Because he is the helper and the teacher and the comforter of the church. And if there's anything that you struggle with, you may not even know what you need to put on the altar. Mm. And you ask him, what is hindering me? And he will show you and he will help you put it up there. Mm. So... I hope that you were all blessed by that. Brilliant. I hope that you saw something into that. Um, yeah. So. Um, Remember, faith comes by hearing. So, so keep on hearing. hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.